welcome back to Le Pas, a podcast where we dive deep into the cultural significance behind French dishes. I'm your host, Ellie, and today we'll be getting into cherry kafluti. Cherry kafluti is a French dessert that is a sort of cross between a cake, a flan, and custard, with many cherries vibrantly popping through. If the recipe sounds familiar, you probably heard of it in reference to the queen herself, Julia Child. Child was an American cooking teacher much attributed to bringing French cooking to America in such a way of making it accessible to the public. She published many cookbooks, including the iconic Mastering the Art of French Cooking and had her television cooking show called The French Chef. We have much to attribute to Julia Child, including Cherry Cafluti, which we are discussing today. Cherry Cafluti originates in the Limousin region of France, which is in the south-central part of the nation. Limousin is most known for its distinctive chestnut-red cattle that produces some of the best beef farming in the world. The region also contains the city of Ligon, which is home to the Gothic Cathedral of Saint-Étienne. Also, Limousin is known for its major produ- production of fine porcelain, which is, used, which is created using techniques of hard paste similar to that of China. But back to the dish, the word clafouti comes from the verb clafier in Occitan, which means to fill. Occitan is a smaller Romance language that is spoken um, in southern France and neighboring parts of Europe like Italy and Monaco. It is currently a severely endangered language with only about 2 million speakers, and there's ongoing pressures and debates in France to push the government to do more and more to protect the language. The government has, however, begun to instate and require bilingual elementary and secondary schools that teach both Occitan and French in order to boost protection and number of speakers. Bringing it back to Clafier, to fill brings a literal take in this recipe, as the goal is to fill the dessert with as many cherries or other fruit as possible. Throughout the 19th century, cherry clafouti spread throughout the Limousin region and then into neighboring regions bordering France through contagious diffusion. People just couldn't get enough of the fruit-filled treat. Once the recipe was published in Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking cookbook in 1961, the tradition was bestowed upon Americans via hierarchical diffusion. Now we have a quick word from one of our sponsors before we hop in how to bake the delicious custard cake. Wanting to learn more about the skills required to be a French chef? Are you intimidated by some of the recipes for mastering the art of French cooking that never made an appearance on The French Chef? Le Repas is creating its own cooking show, an extension to our podcast called Cooking Like Julia. Our sister show will provide tutorials and commentary on treasured recipes from the French chef herself. Cooking Like Julia will premiere with the first season of 15 episodes on December 1st and will be available to stream on Netflix, HBO Max, and Prime Video. So let's jump into what ingredients will be used. In order to make cherry clafouti, you will need three large eggs, two thirds a cup of sugar, an eighth of a teaspoon of salt, one and a quarter cups of milk, one tablespoon of pure vanilla extract, half a cup of flour, and 12 ounces of cherries with the stems removed, but leave the pits. Leave the pits, you may be asking, and I was asking the same thing when I first read the recipe. Upon further inspection, I learned that traditional kafluti is made with the pit still inside and in, um, still inside the cherries in order to stop the cherry juices from spilling into the custard batter. This also produces a much stronger cherry flavor within the, di- within the dish. So if that's something you're interested in, by all means, stay classic and leave those pits. It's also completely safe to consume the pits in smaller amounts, so keep that in mind if that was worrisome to you. 
Personally, I'm an American and we all know what happened to late President Zachary Taylor. So I would opt out of the pits and half the cherries for my, pre- for my preference, conscious that it's straying away from the original recipe and its origin. Also, are you intrigued by Cherry Cafuti, but you actually hate fresh cherries? Maybe you have a cherry allergy and cherries or cherries are out of um, season at your local grocery. You can even sub the cherries out of Cherry Cafuti for another um, fresh fruit like apples, plums, and blackberries. When you create this recipe, sans cherries, the name um, is then Flonard. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the origin of some of these ingredients um, used to make the dessert. In the United States, most fresh cherries are grown in the states of Washington, California, Michigan, Oregon, and Wisconsin. Outside of the states, Chile is the leading exporter of sweet cherries in 2019, transporting over $1.1 billion of product. Hong Kong also tops the list with cherry exports, adding up to about $764.7 million. Cherries are grown on trees and require a sunny climate away from shade and a good amount of air circulation. The peak months of cherry harvesting are between May and August in the U.S. The popularity and want for cherry exports likely came from relocation diffusion during exploration times um, as nations would bring their local crops with them when they ventured out to new areas. Moving on to eggs, the top international exporters of fresh eggs are the Netherlands, United States, Poland, Turkey, and then Germany. Contrary to cherries, eggs of course come from actual living creatures being chickens and thus they do not only produce eggs in the summer months. Um, Chickens can live in most climates with their ideal temperature being about 70 to 75 degrees. In the chilly or below freezing months of the year, chickens can still produce eggs with the insurance of some sort of method to keep them warm against the harsh temperatures. The United States um, that produce, the U.S. states that produce and export the most eggs each year are Iowa, California, Indiana, uh, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Eggs are distributed throughout the U.S. through relocation diffusion, just as cherries, as they are packaged and exported from one nation to another. Now for vanilla extract, vanilla extract is greatly exported from the nations of Madagascar, Mexico, Tahiti, and Papua New Guinea, with Madagascar being the leading exporter. In Madagascar, the world's highest, the world's highest quality vanilla is produced. However, it takes about 260 days to grow and cultivate a single hectare of the vanilla plant. And vanilla farmers in Madagascar only make about a dollar to a dollar fifty in U.S. dollars a day. Vanilla beans grow best in more humid and warm climate, typically about 1,500 meters away from sea level, above sea level, making nations like Madagascar and Mexico perfect for vanilla cultivation. And just as cherries and eggs, vanilla and vanilla extract are traded and brought from place to place through relocation diffusion. from ingredients let's talk about von thunen's model von thunen's model for agricultural land use was made before the industrial revolution and widespread road use so we made this idealistic model of where different agricultural processes and market functions should take place in proximity to each other using concentric circles in the center of the model there would be a major market city or urban center this is where goods will be sold and exchanged Moving outwards, then there is this dairy farming with and more intensive agricultural practices, then forestry to service fuels, serve as a fuel source, crops, and then finally ranching where more widespread land use is needed for grazing. Based on the ingredients used in cherry kofuti, the milk and eggs would be in that first ring outside of the urban center in order to reduce travel time and increase proximity to people as these are items that typically need to stay cold and have a lower shelf time than other ingredients. 
In addition, Cherry would also be in this first ring as they need um, to be kept fresh and they have a smaller window of conditions like milk and eggs. The agricultural services near the urban center tend to make the most money. The rest of our major ingredients being flour, sugar, and vanilla extract would be cultivated in the third ring out from the urban center. These items are more shelf-stable and can be more easily transported across longer distances to the urban, um, urban center because obviously flour can be kept out for days and weeks longer than milk. The Von Thunen model gives us a look into what making cherry clafouti was like a long time ago in the Limousin region of France, but things are likely a lot different now due to globalization, specialization, and trade, leading nations to get more and more products from other nations and regions who are just simply more equipped and more efficient at making them, rather than putting all the pressure on themselves and their land. Okay, so that's really enough about all the ingredients. Let's get into how to make this recipe. You're going to start by preheating your oven to 350 degrees. For the batter, you're going to begin by beating together your butter, sugar, milk, salt, and vanilla extract. Then you're going to gently fold in your flour, making sure not to overstir it. Next, you're going to get out your pan and place all of your cherries into the bottom of it. Then you're going to pour your batter on top of the cherries. You're going to place your pan in the oven and let it bake for about 45 to 60 minutes or until the edges are golden. Be sure not to open the oven while the clafouti is baking in, or in order to not disrupt the baking product process as this is a more custardy dish. Once you take your dessert out of the oven, you can dust it with powdered sugar and enjoy. Okay, so that's really enough about all the ingredients. Let's get into how to make this recipe. You're going to start by preheating your oven to 350 degrees. For the batter, you're going to begin by beating together your butter, sugar, milk, salt, and vanilla extract. Then you're going to gently fold in your flour, making sure not to overstir it. Next, you're going to get out your pan and place all of your cherries into the bottom of it. Then you're going to pour your batter on top of the cherries. You're going to place your pan in the oven and let it bake for about 45 to 60 minutes or until the edges are golden. Be sure not to open the oven while the clafouti is baking in, or in order to not disrupt the baking product process as this is a more custardy dish. Once you take your dessert out of the oven, you can dust it with powdered sugar and enjoy. Do you love to bake and can't live without vanilla extract in your creations? Were you aware of the pay of vanilla crop workers in Madagascar? Madagascar is the leading exporter for vanilla extract in the world, but their workers only make about a dollar to a dollar fifty a day. Looking to be a little bit more ethical? Our new King Julian vanilla extract is making the same Madagascar vanilla that you love, just ensuring that its cultivators are being paid upwards of eight dollars an hour and are working under hospitable and fair conditions. Prices start at $20 for a 6-ounce bottle and can be found online at kingjulianvanilla.com. Order today for 20% off your first purchase. As we wrap, out, wrap up, I wanted to leave everyone with just a few more agricultural facts surrounding France and some other nations. Our first fact is that France has a whopping 52.34% of arable land, making it the perfect place for agricultural services to blossom. Another thing about France is that it's the leading European nation in both cow meat production and cow milk production, which can be attributed back to the hearth of cherry clafouti being the Limousin region.
The chestnut cattle in Limousin eat less food than average um, than the average bull just by nature, while still remaining the same size and performing the same at the same um, capacities, making them a dream for any cattle farmer in addition to their very high fertility rates. Finally, in addition to beef and dairy, France's primary um, agricultural exports include wheat, sugar, and wine. The United States only has about 17.2% of arable land, and their ma- major agricultural exports are soybeans, beef, veal, pork, and poultry. The U.S. also has about 2.1 million farms across the states, and about 99% of these farms are actually family-owned. Additionally, the average farm in America is about 435 acres. Moving on to China, which has about 12.68% arable land. Using this land, China is a major exporter of rice, wheat, potatoes, and a variety of other grains and roots. Millet tends to be grown in more northern and central parts of the nation, where rice tends to be cultivated in more southern China. And many crops are export- that are exported are grown near the coastlines. Lastly, Mexico has 12.3% arable land, and they are major agricultural producers of soybeans, dairy, pork, and coffee. About 60% of all Mexican agricultural exports are shipped up to the United States, um, where only about 12.3% of the land is arable. Almost half of Mexican land is used to contribute to the agricultural-based economy in some way. To conclude, I just want to touch a little bit on my personal ties to French cooking. Growing up, and even now, my mom has always loved Julia Child and loves collecting her cookbooks and literature, as well as watching The French Chef. As for me, I started taking French classes freshman year, and I absolutely love the language and the culture. It's always fun to learn about new aspects of the Francophone nations, as well as watch Ratatouille. um, When I heard that we were doing this project, I knew I had to choose something French naturally, and something, of course, that Julia Child had made. That's all I have for y'all today, and thank you for listening to Le Repas, and tune in next week for our discussion on crepes.